Welcome to Alive to Give Life, the online teaching ministry of Pastor Pascal Ngwe. Pastor Pascal is the senior pastor of Alive City Church. He is a seasoned and anointed teacher of the Word of God. As you listen to this message, get ready for a complete turnaround in every area of your life. Now, let's join the message already in progress. Father, thank you for the session. Thank you for what you have done, Lord. We appreciate you. We appreciate you, Lord. We appreciate you, Lord. Testing. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. You keep that bishop here. You can sit down, please. Are you enjoying so far? Is it awesome? Hallelujah. Now, um, I just want to say a few things to you while we are waiting for God's servant. Camps are amazing. And one of the things that makes camps amazing is all that you get to learn. We get to learn so many things. And some of those things might not even have been things that you would have thought that you were going to learn in a camp, but they become the bonuses of the camp. Hallelujah. Because God is interested in the whole person. There are so many things that are connected to our lives. There are so many things that are connected to our destiny. So God speaks about all those things to give us perspective and direction. And just so that you realize that he's aware of your questions, your confusions, and sometimes your disappointments or your discouragements. He's aware of those things. And so he will sometimes lead his servant to speak in a certain way, just so that you can realize, ah, I thought I'm the only one having these questions or going through this. And then also because you see, when, when we are in the church service, sometimes, now God usually uses us in those ways where you can start a subject this way and then you, you brush on an issue here and issue there. But sometimes those brushes are actually the things that can end up being a great blessing to you. Do you understand? Because God knows why he leads his servant to speak sometimes on certain matters. Praise the Lord. So I just want to encourage you to continue receiving. Continue receiving. When I was working with Bishop just now, he told me something. And I want to share it with you. Now he, when we were walking here, and then we went there, we saw a few of you. Then he says to me, these guys, they're quality guys. If you give them 10 years, you guys can have a hundred churches. Then he says, if you believe it. He said, because God is going to raise out of them. Yeah. This is a man who has never preached in our church before. He has agreed to come and spend time with us over a weekend. He, now he's got hundreds of churches. Not only in South Africa, in Lesotho, in Swaziland, in Zambia, in Zimbabwe, all over the place. I'm not telling you that he's one of the pastors of 
the church that he is pastoring. He is not one of the pastors. That's the person you are seeing here. He is the main person. He is not one of the junior ones. Do you understand what I'm talking about? So I like maybe he's just one. That's why I couldn't really believe that it was going to be possible. Even when it came to me, I didn't think that it can happen. That such a person will come and sit with you and me and spend two or three days talking to us. When you listen to you can you can understand the depth of the man. I, I don't think I need to talk too much of it. You guys can see it for yourself. He is not the person that is saying that if we give it about 10 years, there will be 100 churches out of us if we can believe it. So I just thought of sharing that with you. I don't know the reasons why you came to the camp. Maybe you wanted some time away. You are tired of Northwest. Because some people usually, when the moment they hear, oh, Pretoria North, wow, okay. You see buildings, you see this. So now when we started coming, then we shook on the bush, then we start, then, I know how you feel. I know. Wow, is, this, is it Lidak again? Well, we are back again in, in the bushes. What is happening now? Then it, the road gets gravel road. Oh, even Lidak is better now. I mean, this is, this is worse. I thought I'm going to Pretoria. I thought I'm going to a nice place. Look at where we are coming now to the bush again. It's like we are just a bushy church. Bush, 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 bush. So you get confused. So you get confused. You, you, this is not what you were expecting. So it's like you and pastor didn't understand each other. Yeah. No, no, no. I took some people before to a conference now in the city. Yeah. Actually, I like the bush because in the bush, is, is not, you can't get confused. Yeah. No, we went to the city. Day one, there were, there were serious problems. Heavy, I'm telling you, serious, serious problems. Yeah. And people were shouting at each other. The conference hasn't even started. People are shouting at each other. People are crying. Yeah. Oh, you stole our money. You, you showed us the pictures in the church of the, of the rooms. Now look at the rooms. They are different. It's not what, it's not, like, we, we didn't come to a conference. We came for a show. We came for, for, for rooms. We are, that's why we are, we are here. People couldn't enjoy the conference because the picture that has shown them, of, that's the, I will never again show a person a picture under this heaven of a room or whatever, except if I'm 100% sure that that's the room you're going to enter. Because me, I didn't know that that matter. I just thought that if I said to you, we are going to Mopani, I go on the website, I pick a few rooms, I say, this is where the place is going to be. I didn't know somebody will actually believe that what they are seeing there. And I don't know which year the picture was taken. That the person actually believed that that picture they are seeing there is the room that they are buying. So we didn't find ourselves in the conference for the same reasons. I'm just hoping that in this game, I'm not hoping, I want you to understand why me I'm here. And I want you to understand why you should be here. And I'm so glad the, 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 the bishop has been led by the spirit since yesterday to deal with the real problem, which is the world, the love of the world, the love of the world, which is the number one reason why some people haven't pressed into the real calling of God for their lives. And we're going to take this message and we're going to run with it. Yeah.
you're going to hear me talk about this thing because I can sense this is what God wants us to understand. That this is the reason why we are unable to get to where God wants us to get into. Because the world keeps outsmarting us. Yeah. Maybe people are in chains. Praise the Lord. But I'm here because I believe, like I told you yesterday, I came from Cameroon. When I came to, I didn't come to South Africa to do church. That's what I came here. Yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't come for that. I came for my personal ambitions. And my ambitions failed drastically and desperately. And I made God like that. Like I was a Christian, but I was not a serious one. Like the type of Christian that is really into God and all. I was into God because, like Bishop said, I needed God's power to help me achieve what I was trying to achieve. And that's what I was, I was trying to do. I just needed his power. My heart was not really for him. Mm. Then God allowed many things to go wrong. I lost my passport. Things didn't work. I wanted to go to Australia. Uh, God had another plan for me here. It has taken him many years before I can even see it. But I finally seen it. And I have sold myself that if this is it, that's what it's going to be for me. Yes. Yes. And very soon I'm resigning to be on it fully, completely, not looking back anymore. That's what I'm doing. Do you understand? So that to reach to that stage of your life where you are saying, look, this is what it's going to be. There's nothing else for me. This is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to be. Whatever I raise, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. So I do not know why you are here. Maybe you are here because you want something. You want God's power to help you achieve something else. That's why you came. You say, oh, it's a camp. Let's go and see. Maybe, it's a, maybe, maybe you are here because just it's, it's, it's the time out. It's the time. You are here for the wrong reason. Here's a man believing that a church can come out of you. Not a cell, a church. He's believing that as you are here like this, this is the type of environment that generates churches. This is where they come from. But I've been following Lighthouse for a while now, so I've been doing a lot of things that they do. And I'm, I haven't still been seeing the results they are seeing. So I was talking to one of us, that I said, but I do almost everything these guys are. When I even asked one of the people that are from Lighthouse, okay, what do you guys do that? Because you've been in Lazarus, you've been with us, so you, you can do. I said, okay, Pastor, Pastor, you guys are doing this. We, we didn't used to do it. He said, Pastor, Pastor, we are doing the same things. It's the same thing. More or less the same things. Okay, but you've seen today, we don't pray like the way they pray. I'm sure you've seen that one today. Those, those are some of the things I said. Like, they pray for 20 hours. And I said, we try to pray for 15 minutes. So that is already one thing you can see they are doing different. And it brings different results. But another thing that Lighthouse does is camps, this thing. Do you understand? Which we are now incorporating in our system. This one. Yes. Among many other things that we're going to learn, because it's just when you learn how to do it. But I want you to understand something. We are here to build the church of God. We are here to learn how to gather. That is what the whole purpose is all about is to be able to turn into a gatherer. Everything you are learning here today is to turn you into a gatherer. 
somebody who can gather God's people somewhere so that Jesus can come and minister to his people. Like I taught you yesterday, or this one, I can't remember when I saw. So it, it says, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, what will I do? I'll be in their midst. So they will create an opportunity for me to descend and do the, 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 the heavenly work that needs to happen either in their minds, in their soul, or wherever that needs to happen. So God needs gatherers, people who can facilitate gathering. Gathering. And this is one of the things that the church hasn't learned to do. To gather. Hey, it says, where two or three are gathered? He who doesn't gather with me scatters. So he's into gatherings. That's what he's into. So what we are learning here is the art of gathering. That you're going to have to become a gatherer. A cell is a gathering. Do you understand that? A church service is a gathering. A prayer service is a gathering. Whatever. To develop gatherings. To become a gatherer. Which is what a leader does. That's what a leader does. Leadership is all about bringing people together. It's all about having an influence that can cause people to come together over your, your, or under your, your influence. Now, depending on which influence it is, sometimes it's a wrong influence. But we want to greater people around us for a godly influence. That's what it is. So two things that you need to remember as we are waiting for the preacher. I just want to remind you. It's about gathering. It's about gathering, gathering, gathering. And there is a very interesting thing about Bishop Prince, uh, you know, that we, we, we watched a while back, so some of you can remember, was the art of gathering. And then it was giving us many ways to gather. And it's one of those was that you need to, to gather, you need to learn to put, like, you need to learn to plug out, to apply pressure. If you're going to gather mangoes, you find out that mangoes are attached to branches to another place, which is not where you want to gather. Maybe you want to gather the mangoes over there. But the mango tree is here, and the mangoes are on top, attached to the branches. So you need to apply many forces to move those mangoes from there to that gathering spot that you're having over there. Number one, the climbing force, or whatever what ways you're going to use to reach the mangoes. So the reaching force. Then you apply pressure on the mango to detach the mango from the branch where it's attached. To pull it, to plug it out from there. Then to move it to a complete different place and position it there. Of all the things that that man spoke about in that video, that's the one that stood with me the most. Because you see now, with what I'm learning here today, I realize that it is the, the pressure is the world. The world is sucking people in. For you to unplug a person from the world system successfully, just to do that, to move him from there, is not a small thing. But to, to unplug him from his ways of thinking, her ways of imagining things, the, her lifestyle, to get her and him out of there. Then move them completely to this other place here where you are gathering them now for another purpose. You put them here. And to keep them there long enough for the word to start 
changing their thinking, to start changing the way they believe things all these years. I didn't know that the world has started as I was teaching us. I, I, I'm learning it here. I just know that the Bible says renew your mind. But if you are renewing your mind, it means something else has been placed in your mind. But who placed it there? But it's this world system that you and I, we are trying to get out of ourselves, as we are learning here now, that the world system has successfully hijacked many people, and then it has also hijacked people you are trying to help. That's why when you pull them two steps forward, they go back three steps backward. You try to get them out from there, and before you know it, they have pulled back. You are just trying to get her to know how to pray, then she hid you the bombshell, I'm pregnant. I'm telling you, you are, just, you are just trying to get this guy to come to church and to give his life to Jesus, and he's beginning to really come together. Then you say, oh, I got a job in Polokwane. That, that, and I've never understood, what is this thing? What is this thing called that causes this? Hmm? A girl just started coming to church. Just the moment she's beginning to love God and she's not willing to make that change, she, she falls pregnant immediately. And then the whole thing has scattered again. And she disappears. She's feeling ashamed. And then you, you, that person is lost. Or the other one just trying to unplug him or unplug her, the boyfriend that she loves shows up. And then they start doing like this. Is the world system fighting us. That's why we need to become gatherers. A gatherer, like you develop the skill to cut off somebody from a place. This cannot happen by chance. Now, I'm beginning to understand why we've struggled because you, we think it will happen by chance. Yeah, you just call the person, oh, we are, it's church tomorrow, let's go. Ah! It's nothing like that. There's nothing like that. Then you start understanding that those that are really making it, gathering a whole lot of people, then they not tell you what it takes to have a sharper cutlass. 48 hours of prayer, brother. <laughs> yeah. To have a cutlass that is sharp enough eh? that you can just hit like this and the person is coming. The person is coming. The person is coming. The person is here. Yeah. Yeah. I want I'm I'm trying to make you understand what, what is what is happening. What 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 why are we here? I'm giving you my understanding of everything that I'm learning here. That this is what this is how it works. Praise God. So I want to encourage you. I'm hoping with you that you will believe that God would never have brought you to such a place if he didn't see anything in you. And with that, but, you know, many are called. What have you done that is not disqualifying you after all you have heard today? For you to say, God cannot use me. Stand on your feet and begin to appreciate him. Just appreciate him for what you have learned so far. Appreciate him, appreciate him, appreciate him. Taloste, taloste, taloste. You are called, though. You are called, though. Shelama, shekatalama, antalama. Thank you, Father. 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 Trust that that world system will be broken from your system. 
and that you will be plugged properly to his kingdom to serve his purposes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Let's welcome Bishop, please. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Great. So, at least you have enough strength to go for the next one and a half hours. Yes. Okay. If you feel sleepy, it, it's, it's allowed to feel sleepy, but it's not allowed to sleep. Do you get it? Okay. Good. Um, there's a small book that I want to talk to you about, uh, Anakazo. It's a very, it's the smallest of the books among the 60 books, but it's the most important of all the books. If you don't have it, all your knowledge from the books will not translate into the fruits that is supposed to be. And I really, okay. I don't know, but this this is a book. It's in the pack, and I was because you don't have, you are not able to open the books. Um, it's really upsetting me, throwing me off balance a bit. Okay, so. The title of the book is Anakazo, Anakazo, Compelling Power. And it's the, the whole book is written around the story of Luke chapter 14. And verse 23. There are three words. What, what's the arrangement you have with Cindy? I haven't seen her now. Uh, where is she? Ah, uh, she's busy. She's working. Okay. But what is the what is the arrangement? Oh, okay. I don't know because the books are under very strict instructions. So, but I, I wish you really had it so that. I would have done. Did she agree? Okay. Okay, now I just want to read my soft copy. I'm going to read it to you anyway. I was hoping that you would have it so that we all read it together. And then I explain. But maybe one person can read this copy for me. Who will read? Who is a good reader amongst you? 
and you read slowly so that they can follow. So take a mic. Yes, please. Chapter, Chapter one. one. Anakazo, Biazo, and Anadea. Luke 14, verse 23. Go out into the highways and hedges and compare. Maybe you should sit down so that you can read comfortably. Luke 14, 23. Go out into the highways and hedges and compel in brackets, anakazo, compel them to come in, that my house may be filled. Okay. <clears throat> what is anakazo? Anakazo simply means to compel. It also means to necessitate, to drive, and to constrain by all means such as a force, threats, persuasion, and entreaties. Yeah. English. Sometimes we need to go back to the Greek in order to understand the original meanings of some Bible words. You see, the New Testament was translated from the Greek language and the Old Testament from the Hebrew language. Anakazo is is the Greek word that is translated to compel. There is another closely related Greek word, biazo. What is biazo? Biazo is a Greek word found in Matthew 11. That means to use force or to force one's way into a thing. This is a quality, this is a quality I find lacking in Christian circles. We are forceful about everything else except God's work. We are forceful about our jobs, our girlfriends, our marriages, and our future. But when it comes to God's work, we become like timid mice. When I see commercials on television, I realize that there are groups of people who are very confident about what they have to offer. They are so confident that they boldly sing catchy songs and about how good their product is. Alcohol advertisers are some of the best in the business. We all know that beer and liquor are killers and destroyers of young people. Alcohol has broken up more homes, destroyed more marriages, caused more car accidents, and started more wars and fights than anything else in the world. Yet it is advertised and promoted constantly. Beer is the cause of many accidents, leading to the deaths, the deaths of countless numbers of people. And yet there are similar people on te television telling us that it is the power we need. These commercials are being forced down, down our throats. We are being forced to believe things that are not true. Even though beer is the devil in solution, we are being compelled to believe otherwise. When I think of the forcefulness of people who 
want to make money at all costs. I realize that Christians have a better reason to be forceful. Why then is it that we Christians behave like lame ducks, toothless dogs, and helpless sparrows? I believe that the revelation of Anakazo and Biazo can change that. Biazo means to force one's way into a thing. If Christianity is going to spread, we are going to have to be a lot more forceful than we are. Whether it is making money, spreading a false religion, or selling deadly products, the world is forceful about it. That is why I am teaching Christians to be biblically forceful. What is anadea? Another related Greek word I want us to study is the word anadea. Anadea is a Greek word that is used only once in the Bible. It means to be shameless. In the 11th chapter of Luke, we learn of a man who exhibited shamelessness in, in his relationship with God. Luke 11 verse 8. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Importunity in brackets anadea. In 1982, I was admitted to the University of Ghana, the premier university in my, in my country, Ghana. I cautiously en entered this new environment wondering what lay ahead. One of the first things that struck me was the shamelessness of unbelievers the kissing students. I remember one of the first times I walked into Volta Hall, the, the ladies' hall. When I got to the staircase that led up to the first and second floors, there was a young man and a girl engaged in a prolonged embrace and kiss. I know that in some places this might not look strange. However, it looks strange to me. This couple continued in their long embrace and intimate kissing as we passed by them. They could not care less about who saw them. They were not moved. They were shameless. Perhaps they felt they were in love. When we got upstairs, I told my friends, it seems people around here are not ashamed of what they are doing. Then I asked, why are we ashamed of what we believe in? Why are we ashamed of the gospel? Why do we go around like timid mice that don't have anything to offer? The spirit of the Lord rose up within me and I said, if they are not ashamed of their immoral lives, I'm not going to be ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1 verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is amazing to see homosexuals boldly speak of their abnormal lifestyles. They come on television and speak confidently about the anomaly of anal intercourse. These people forcefully demonstrate for their rights. How come Christians are so quiet when it comes to speaking God's word? Many Christians sit in their offices and allow their unbeliever colleagues to shamelessly speak of their evil deeds. The sinners around us dominate the discussions with unwholesome words. The Apostle Paul practiced Anadea. Remember, it was Paul who said, we are not ashamed of the gospel. 
Many Christians are genuine and have a real message to impart. But for a message to have any impact, it must be compelling. It must drive the listener to change. The message of the Lord Jesus Christ must persuade the unsaved to make a decision for Christ. It is so important for us to catch the message of Anakazo, Biazo, and Anadea. Chapter 2. about what? Please just lower the thing a little bit. Forcefulness about what? Take away the treble or the gain a bit. Now, basically, you see, the point that is being addressed is that there's a missing element among Christians. You have something that is good Good not only for this life, but good for the life that is to come. Something the value of which this world cannot match it. Yet, we, we present it like we have very bad products. First of all, we don't present it. Secondly, when we present it, we present it half-hearted. And you find that Christianity is not, it's, it's almost like we, we ourselves don't believe what we have. Because if you have something good that can save humanity, and you, you don't even are not bothered that you are not using it and you get up in the morning and you keep going and coming and it doesn't bother you do you really believe that what you have is good and what you have can save humanity but the same as when we work in other sales companies we try to convince people to buy what they don't need Have you ever been called by somebody who is selling an insurance or something and they talk you through and sometimes I am very rude when it comes to these insurance people. I tell them that if you are selling a product, I'm not ready for it. Sometimes I drop the call on them. But you can see that it's like they are not ready to back down. Because normally when the call comes, I say, what is this call about? Is it a sales call? Is it a commercial call? They say, oh, no, it's not a sales call. Then I listen. Eh? I say, ah, but what you are telling me, at the end of the day, you ask me to change or to buy something or whatever. They say, oh, no, it's not like that. I'm just telling you. Look, recently I made a mistake and I picked somebody's call. And as the person spoke, they said, we want to make an appointment. I said, I'm not available till the middle of March. They said, we want to make an appointment. And then she called, we made an appointment, and then she called the person who came and see me. 
to follow me up and the person has sent mails. Now, you see, I know that I'm not likely to buy the product, but they are forcing me to listen. And of course, when you force somebody to listen, that is when you stand a chance of changing their minds. Some of you boys have slept with you or girls have slept with you. When you had made up your mind, that is over. In fact, the day you went to say it's over, that was the day they, they really slept with you well. I know you don't like what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe those who are, have this problem, they didn't come. I mean, there's a girl in Mafikin that I went to preach. And the girl decided to go and break up with her boyfriend. That breaking up meeting was the pregnancy meeting. <laughs> because you have made up your mind. But once you meet the person, they convince you. And that is what we need to do as Christians. How to forcefully make people hear the gospel. But that is what is lacking amongst us as Christians. I mean, the least forceful people are Christians. The Muslims and other religions are very aggressive. Christians are very least forceful. We don't make a way. We don't make any... It's almost like, well, it's, you know, like I'm telling... And the reason why we are not forceful and confident about what we have is because we have not taken time to even study what we, what we have and to know what we really have. You see, we ourselves are not convinced that being born again is the, is the, is the most loveliest thing, is the most richest thing, is the most highest thing that can happen to a human being. That is why we are even ready to trade it up in, in exchange for airtime. Anakazo. To compel. To necessitate. In other words, to make the thing, to make you feel that it's necessary. To, to bring you to the point where you make a favorable decision. Most of us have invited our friends to church. But it's not the same passion with which we have invited somebody to love us. Some of you sisters, the guy is not looking at you. But you are saying, you will look at me. Starting from joining the choir so that you can be on the stage. Followed by dancing during prison worship time in front. <laughs> Coupled by positioning yourself in places where he's forced to say hi. Now maybe the sisters can help us. And after the brothers will also help us. You see, sometimes as a brother in the area, you know that the girl will pass here at this time. 
So around that time, you go and hang around there. No hoping and praying that he will come and pass or she'll come and pass. And as she's passing, then you come out. It's like, oh, you are also, we just happen to meet. <laughs> True of us. Uh, we've all done it before. Don't worry. So many things. And you can see that it's like the, we are not waiting for chance. And we are not waiting for the person to make decide. We are forcing them to decide in our favor. When I came to South Africa, I was in the Eastern Cape. And one of the things that the girls would fight about is a girl who the man has not married but goes to stay with the man. And you know their fight. Why are you occupying the place like you, you own it? You are broken. We know he's sleeping with you, but we are also sleeping with him so that we'll see what he decides finally. When you stay in the house, we can't come there easily. And he's not married you. And some girls move in. It's like, I know you have not paid Lobola, but I better be here than to be elsewhere waiting for you to pay Lobola. Am I lying? Yeah. You see, it's an akazo. They know that the guy is having other girls, but it's like, I want to stay with him so that I will push him to decide in my favor. Oh? Oh? Maybe I'm saying something wrong. You see, I'm showing you an akazo in practice. Forcefulness in practice. Convincing effort in practice. Unbelievers are shameless about what they do. Christians are always ashamed of even... You see, the advent of a Bible that fits in the pocket is a testimony of how ashamed we are of the gospel. Because now, nobody carries a Bible anymore. Or nobody carries a big Bible anymore. Everybody carries a cell phone. So you, don't, you can't judge who this person is by what they are carrying. And some people, when they carry, they wrap it with newspaper. <laughs> Am I lying? Yeah, you think I don't know? I know. I know things. I know things. Do you, do you get it? Yeah. And you see, what happens is that our, we don't, whatever we do is not appealing. Because we don't come convincing. We don't come demonstrating that we believe what we are doing. But that's the point that is making that the people who are advertising bad products, they advertise it with such boldness that if somebody told you that the advert that is making has killed X number of people, you will be shocked. And why? Because, you see, nothing is going to work because it's good. D 
You get it? Nothing is going to work because it's good. Because they are opposition to it. So unless you, you apply force, unless you apply compelling anakazo, unless you are shameless, you will not enter a good place. And unless you are forceful, you are shameless, and you are compelling, you will not be a good Christian. Because what stands between you and a good Christian is excuses. It's not demons, it's excuses. You see, what a lazy person has as his ammunition is excuses. The Bible says a lazy person the excuses that he releases, seven wise men cannot even overcome him. It's in Proverbs. Look for it for me. The sluggard is something, something more than seven wise men. Seven wise men who can render a reason. Just type seven wise men who can render a reason. Proverbs 26, 16. Read it for us. You see, I'm showing you the Bible. <clears throat> now, you see, this book is the smallest of the books. But in, for me, it is the most important of all books. Do you know why foreigners come to South Africa and prosper? And South Africans don't easily prosper. Do you know why? It's, it's this book. No, no, it's this book. The reason is this book, Anakazu. You see, foreigners come with the mind that I cannot and I will never be defeated. And I will do whatever I need to do to make it work. The South African has thousand reasons why things can work. No, and it, it happens to everybody who is a native. Except I don't know whether the, the is that when you are when is your home country things defeat you easily. You see, the journey of the foreigner makes him not take in. It's like I have come, I have borrowed money, I can't go back poor, and I can't go back a failure. But you see, the local person, I'm I'm going back nowhere. He is where I was born, and that's how I have been, and that's how I shall be. Because I didn't get the chance to go to school. So it's like, you see them. The foreigners come and they come and start. It's like, ah, I can sell. I can do this. So they start trading by the wayside. 
They start doing opening shops, doing things. And a South African will say there's no job. Of course, there's no job anywhere. Because our management as black people depletes jobs. So it's, there's not going to be more jobs in the years to come. There's going to be less and less jobs in the years to come. Mm -hmm. Because we are in charge. So if you don't know how to create your own job, you will be jobless. I'm sorry to say it, but if I don't say it, the white people also won't say it. So at least one black man should say it. <laughs> Isn't it? Mm. And don't call me coconut. <laughs> or somebody going to read something for us. Proverbs 26. Yeah. The lazy person the lazy person is wiser in his own eyes. He's wiser in his own eyes than seven sensible men who can give a discreet answer. And what else? There's something about his excuses. Verse 13. What does he say? Read it, read it. The lazy person claims there is a lion on the road. Yes, I'm sure there is a lion out there. Meanwhile, you haven't been there, but there's a lion there. <laughs> the lazy person will not think of how to overcome the lion. Even if there's a lion there, how can I need to go? How can I overcome the lion? So the lazy person accepts the presence of anything that will stop it from having to do what he has to do. Thank you. That is a person who lacks an akazo. You get an anakazo, and a, a person who lacks an akazo is defeated by excuses. No, there's a reason why you shouldn't be at this camp. There's a reason. But for you to be at the camp, it means that efforts have been made to overcome the excuses. Mm -hmm. Look, I can tell you all these books will help you. But there's a reason why you can't have it, and that is you don't have money. Now, unless, unless your pastor insists and demands... Do you get it? Even if you have 5,000 runs, you will not buy the book. Because that you don't have money doesn't mean you don't have money. What it means is you don't have money for this. Because I promise you, the same people that say they don't have money, watch their hairstyle. They will change it. Watch it. Just take pictures of the hairstyle and put it, and when it changes, you notice that, yeah. They will tell you it's for free. It's not for free. They are lying. <laughs> they are lying. It's not for free. They will tell you it's for free. It's not true. Either they bought the hair or the one who plated it, they paid. And it's not true that it's for free. 
Yeah. So unless you are a pastor with an akazu, in other words, and a pastor who compels your people, you would have good people sitting down and not becoming what they have to be. You see, when you start to lead them in long prayers, they will be sleeping half of the time. But if you are not moved, after a while, they will learn to pray for long hours. They say, you, if you like, match my way. The same people that can't pray for six hours, they will pray for ten hours. You watch it. The first few times you do, they will sleep on you. You will see them sleeping. But if you are not moved, and they realize that this guy is not giving up, they will decide to pray. But once you are allowed, they, oh, they are sleeping, the people are tired, they will always be sleeping on you. Because they know that once we start to sleep, he will give up. And that is what will defeat you as a pastor. There's always a reason why you can't have an all night. There's always a reason why you can't have a prayer meeting. There's always a reason why you can't do so many outreaches. But with an akazu, if it is outreach you want to do, you may not have the people you want to who do the outreach with, but you will still have people to do an outreach. Yeah. Anadea, shamelessness. Oh, I'm not sure what people would think of me. What people think of me doesn't matter. What I think of myself is what matters. What people think of you cannot affect you. What you think of yourself is what affects you. If people say, think of you as a failure, but you don't think of yourself as a failure, you will never fail. It is only when you start thinking of yourself as a failure that you begin to fail. People's opinion of you is irrelevant. Your opinion of yourself is what matters. And you see, without forcefulness, you will not walk in the good things of your life. Because there's always a reason why you can't walk in it. Without forcefulness, you will not sit up to read the Bible that you ought to read. Without forcefulness, you will not sit up to listen to the message. Because there's always a reason why. So, the next story tells us of a man. Hope to see you soon. Remember, you're alive to give life.